Hello and welcome to the next episode of the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. We continue to walk through Matthew's Gospel together and today we're in Matthew chapter 16 and we are reading well-known verses as we see Jesus declared as the Messiah by Peter. So Matthew chapter 16 verses 13 to 20. We come to our God in prayer. Lord, we pray that you would help us to understand and appreciate your word more deeply so that we can understand and appreciate you more, so that we can worship you more, so that we can follow your Son, the Lord Jesus, more nearly and dearly in the power of the Spirit. We pray that you would clear away the clutter that might be in our minds, help us to centre on you, to focus. Lord, deliver us from distraction, we pray. Speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So Matthew 16 and beginning at verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? he asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Words that many of us will be familiar with. And where we're going to focus today is on verse 18 and the words of Jesus to Peter, on this rock I will build my church. The question of course is, what does Jesus mean? And you may or may not be aware that in the history of the church, these verses are contested There are a number of different interpretations, but there are two major ones. First of all, in the Roman Catholic tradition, the argument is that Jesus is speaking about Peter, the person, and that when he says, on this rock, he is going to build the church on Peter himself. In Roman Catholic tradition, this is picked up in the understanding of apostolic succession. Peter is given the keys of the kingdom 
and through the laying on of hands, this is passed down generation to generation. Peter is, in effect, the first pope. And the pope today, as part of his symbols of office, has the keys, the keys of the kingdom. And so that's one interpretation. Protestants, on the other hand, have focused much more on the statement that Peter makes. Peter says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And it's on that statement, on that confession of Jesus as the Christ, as the Messiah, as the son of God, that is the foundation of the church. So is it Peter himself or is it the statement? I think there has to be a reference to Peter, at least to some degree. Jesus makes a play on words when he talks about Peter being the rock because the name Peter means rock. And so Peter does have a foundational role in the establishment of the church. We see that in Acts chapter 2 as Peter preaches at Pentecost. He is a leader among the apostles. And so it's important to note that. It's important to mark that. I personally don't believe in apostolic succession in the way that it is conceived of in the Roman Catholic Church. But Peter does have a foundational role in the establishment of the church. But I do want to argue that the statement on Peter's lips is vitally important. Yes, Jesus makes a reference to Peter. But Peter is not particularly rock-like. And later on, Jesus says to him, Get behind me, Satan. He's not saying literally that Peter is Satan, rather that the words that he speaks are wrong, indeed so wrong that they provoke Jesus' reaction, which he gives in the strongest possible terms. The statement is vitally important, but the statement on the lips of a confessing disciple The amazing thing is that Jesus uses Peter, who really isn't very rock-like, who stumbles and falls and messes up. Jesus uses him in the foundation, in the establishment of his church. And the wonderful thing is that God can use us too. This is where it gets practical and real in our lives. You may feel that this has been a bit theoretical up to this point, but this is the vital practical point. We are not particularly rock-like. We stumble and fall. And yet as we make the good confession that Christ is the Messiah, that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God, so God takes us, even us, and uses us to further the work of his kingdom. If this is what we believe, if the gospel is in our hearts, if we are part of the family of God, and if we're saying to God, here I am, send me, I'm ready, please use me, then God uses us. God says to us, through you, 
I'm going to work through you. I'm going to grow the church through you. I'm going to do the work of your kingdom. Even us, modern day Simon Peters, with all our faults and failings, with all the mess, with all the compromise, with all the things that we get wrong, as we come to God freshly, as we receive his cleansing, Jesus says, I'm going to work through you. Confessing disciples who confess that I am God, who confess that I am Messiah. And so there is an apostolic succession. And wonderfully, amazingly, it rests on us. Disciples, ordinary men and women who carry on this work in the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's be encouraged today. And let's go out, or if we're self-isolating, stay in and engage in God's work by all the means at our disposal. Help us, strengthen us, O Lord, we pray. And so let's come to God in prayer now and let's rejoice together. We come to him. Lord God, heavenly King, we thank you and we praise you for the example of Peter. Yeah, we recognise that he messed up in so many different ways, but you reveal to him the truth about your son, the Lord Jesus, so that he was able to say, inspired by the Spirit, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Thank you that you gave him this foundational role in the establishment of your church and in the purposes of your kingdom. And we praise you that there is a true apostolic succession today and that it rests on us. Men and women who are not particularly rock-like, men and women who need forgiveness every day, and yet men and women to whom you have revealed the truth Lord, thank you that you use us. Thank you that you come to us. Thank you that you strengthen us. Show us what is on your heart for us today and tomorrow and help us to follow you encouraged in our hearts that you love us and that you want to use us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.